Friday, November 12th, we're celebrating Disney Plus Day with the premiere of new originals, blockbuster hits, beloved library titles, and unique specials from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. Get one month of Disney Plus for $1.99 now until November 14th and celebrate the stories you love. Find out more at DisneyPlus.com. This is the Friday, November 12th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for the upcoming weekend. Some college football, UFC. We'll get into it and get you in and out in less than 10 minutes. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Joe Fortenbaugh as I am every Friday. And Joe, the Ravens laid a giant egg, which we kind of saw coming but didn't want to bet that way. The survivor dream has come to a conclusion. On the plus side, if you want it to be positive-minded, you could say I made it nine more weeks than I did last year, (laughs) so that would be something. On the negative side, it was a lot of fun. I'm going to miss the rush from every single week, but that was a dud of a performance. Harbaugh screaming at the officials as he once again fails his team to get them off the bus and ready to play a game. That's been a thing, man. Baltimore's been very bad in the first quarter this year. We might have to start betting that. They're just not that good. I mean, that's the end of the story. Although I said if Tua were playing, I would take the points. And you did. Little, I don't know how somebody's healthy enough to play backup but then come in but not start. <laughs> but we turn the page. All right, let's go to college football. I don't have a lot of plays. I usually, uh, you know, single out some things. I got a couple. What do you got for? I'll let you go first. All right, I'll rip off two, then we'll ping-pong it to you, and then I'll come back for two more. So I'll start with two of the marquee games. Penn State plus two over Michigan. I'm going against the move here because Penn State opened Pickham. It's been Michigan money. I like the Nittany Lions. I think the Michigan defense is overrated. You look at the stats, you see that they're top 10 in scoring defense, top 10 in opponent yards per play. Very, very good, and we're in November. But they played six Big Ten games Four of them have come against teams that rank 88th or worse in scoring. Wisconsin, Indiana, Rutgers, and Northwestern, right? So those stats are padded. So let's see how they did in the other two games against Nebraska and Michigan State. They, those were both road games, and they gave up 33 points per game in those games. Going to Penn State, I think the Nittany Lions are going to score. Penn State's got a legit top 10 defense. We saw them against Ohio State. We saw them against Auburn. I'll take the Nittany Lions plus two. Other big game I like. Over 62 points, Oklahoma-Baylor. Oklahoma scoring 48 points per game since they switched to Caleb Williams. Baylor scoring 36 points per game this year. Offense is sneaky good, top 20 in scoring. They're off that TCU loss last week. I know a lot of sharper people are lining up on Baylor plus the six. Good, because I'm thinking if Baylor's going to be good within plus six, the offense is going to score against Oklahoma. Oklahoma's going to have to throw all game over 62. Those are the first two plays out of the gate. What are you thinking? Okay, I'm going to start with my best bet from last night's show. It's uh, Utah minus 24 against Arizona. Arizona's a horrendous team. They finally won their first game of the year a week ago, and that's because Cal was down so many players because of COVID issues. This is not a good team. They are one of the worst in all of FBS. Meanwhile, Utah just smoked Stanford on the farm 52-7, and I think they're going to do the same here. To lay this kind of lumber and it's not an outrageous number. It's not like 30-something, but 24 is still sizable in college. You have to have a strong defense and a strong offensive line because second half, garbage time, take the foot off the gas, and they do. So this this Arizona team's not going to like get points in garbage time. They beat Cal 10-3. to Now, Cal's got a good defense, but the only like competitive game they've really had is 
USC, and that's because the Trojans are checked out. So I really like uh, Utah just to spank them, and they've been playing so much better since the quarterback changed to Cameron Rising. I know I swore off the Utes earlier in the season, but it's a very different team, very different team. They do have Oregon on deck, which a little bit of a – gives me a little bit of pause, but just ultimately I think Utah hammers Arizona. My other game is a little little strange, but you know what? I like to get – let's get weird. I like New Mexico (laughs) State plus 51. And it is yes. 51 and a half, 51 and a half. So Alabama is not that great, right? They're good, but they're not typical Bama. But this is just ridiculous. Favorites of 50 or more in FBS matchups are 7 and 16 against the spread since the merger in the 70s. I, it's just too many points. I mean, I went, let me put it this way. I wouldn't grab 45, but 51 and a half, I'll take it. I'll take it because Bama is going to take the foot off the gas in the second half, particularly fourth quarter. Saban wants to get the hell out of Dodge. He's a gentleman. He always demonstrates good sportsmanship. I think uh, I think it's a good play here uh, at plus 51 and a half. You know, if I was going to make a play on that game, I would do that too, and I'd be on your side. You're coming off the big win against LSU. Next week, it's Arkansas followed by Auburn. There's nothing that needs to be creative here. This You're exactly right. This isn't early in the season when you need to work out the kinks because the SEC schedule is coming. This is late in the year. It's about preservation. No one's going to duck you style points if you win 45-3. Like, nobody cares at this point. You're number two, so you'll be fine. Two more picks to throw at you. Uh, UCF, the Knights, catching seven against SMU. Dream season for SMU. They go 7-0. and They lose the big game to Houston. They come back last week against Memphis, fall flat on their face as a three-and-a-half-point favorite, lose outright. And now they got Cincinnati on deck. So what are they going to show us in this game against Central Florida? Who, by the way is very good at one thing in particular, and that's limiting big pass plays. They're top five in the country in opponent yards per passing attempt, okay? That's big going against a team like SMU that wants to spread it out and just sling the ball all over the field. Very familiar with Sonny Dyke's offense. He was at Cal when I was in the Bay Area. I used to watch them hang 40 and give up 45 every single week in the Pac-12. So I'll go ahead and take Central Florida plus the seven. Wouldn't be surprised if they sprung the upset. I'm also going to play San Diego State minus three over Nevada. This line should be bigger because Nevada should have lost last week. They played San Jose State. They were 12 and a half point favorite. They won by three and they were outgained by 82 total yards. If they lose that game, this number is different. They should have lost that game, but they didn't. So as a result, we get a better price here. San Diego State wants to run. Nevada struggles defending the run. Nevada is a top five passing attack. Guess what? San Diego State, very good at limiting big plays in the passing game. They're going to cause problems for Nevada. San Diego State minus three. So to recap the whole card, it's Aztecs minus three over Nevada. Penn State plus two over Michigan. Central Florida plus seven over SMU. Oklahoma Baylor over 62. Good stuff. All right, let's go to UFC main event. I'm on the under four and a half. I think Holloway's just output is just so much. Now, he's typically... Not a finisher, but there's been some fights that should have been stopped early. And Rodriguez, um, off the layoff, there's question marks for sure. His probably best path to victory is inside the distance. And it's just going to be an all-out war unless someone kind of ends this fight early, which I think is likely. So I'll take the under four and a half for my play on the main event UFC. 
I hope you're right because I'm playing Holloway inside the distance at plus 130. Now he's minus 650 to win this fight. Wow. Minus 650 against Yair Rodriguez. I'm not laying that, but I like him to win so I can have every way of winning imaginable except on the cards at plus 130. Holloway wants to stand and trade. He's a great boxer. Yair Rodriguez is an excellent kickboxer. That's his game. So maybe Holloway gets it done on his feet. But we do know he's got a great takedown game, great grappling game. And if things get shaky at some point, he can mix in that takedown and put this on the mat. That is not where Rodriguez wants to be. That's his weakness. And if you're going to go against Holloway, who's very strong in that department, that could lead to a submission. That's a long shot. Holloway by submission is like 11 to 1, so I wouldn't bank on it. But I don't want to eliminate from that that from the equation because Holloway by KO, TKO, or DQ is only plus 138. So I can add the submission in there and get plus 130. I'll take it. Holloway inside the distance. Yeah, an extra eight cents certainly makes sense. Um, Let's go to the NBA. I really don't have anything in this card. I think Portland's interesting in the fact that they are winless and they haven't won or covered a game on the road all season, right? And yeah, Dame the other night complaining about calls. But um, Portland is, yeah, I mean, they're 0-6. Now they just lost the Clippers and Phoenix, and now they get the Rockets in Houston, and they're laying six. I don't think I can get behind it, but Houston's pretty bad. I mean, they're 1-10 for a reason. So, I mean, it's tempting to lay the six and just say it's a get-right spot. They have to get the win. They're going to be all in. But I, I, I just can't pull the trigger just yet. All right. If you do, I'm sure you can fire off a tweet for the great people out there at Doug ESPN, and they'll know if you're on the game or not. But Cleveland does interest me tonight. I mean, they're better as a dog, but they have an incredible ATS record. They lost Sexton, obviously, but they've been an absolute machine. Since they started the year with two losses and two losses against the spread, and they've only had one loss ATS since then. Yeah, there have been some interesting developments early in the year. Washington, Cleveland, uh, a handful of other teams, real surprises out there. I know we both talked about the Bulls before the season and how that would go. That matchup with the Warriors is tonight. Uh, any interest in that game, Warriors minus five and a half. I was thinking over, but then the total came out at 225, and I thought, eh, I don't know if I'm going to get behind no, that. No, I, I can't. I can't. I think the number's right. I think the number's just right. So Cleveland's my only play, and then Portland uh, a little bit. All right, let's get it, buddy. Let's get it. All right. All right. Good stuff as always. Thanks to everyone. No show today for those who uh, did not see yesterday's show. No, no Friday, no more Friday shows in this month of Daily Wager. We'll be back with you Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern on ESPN2.